0: Hello, and thank you for checking out This Is Just A Phase. I'm your host, Jonathan Kent. Just a few quick reminders before we get started with this episode. I wanted to remind everybody that they can head over to the Facebook group at This Is Just A Phase for updates on new episodes as well as past episodes, music videos, touring updates, merch opportunities, and whatever else we feel like posting. If Facebook isn't your thing, then you can go over to my Instagram account at jonathan.kent.311 for a lot of that same information. That being said, since this episode features Brandon from Punkerton Records, I wanted to take this opportunity to also shout out some really awesome record labels that I feel like you guys should check out. Pro Rock Records, Out Loud, Little Lost Girl Media, Mom's Basement, Cat's Claw Records and Tapes, Rumbar, Mutant Pop, Faster and Louder, Laptop Punk, River Monster, Monster Zero, Tarantula Tapes, Shield, Memorable but not Honorable Tapes, Ramones Core Radio slash Wellington Records, Eccentric Pop, My Label with my good friend Mike Rodemoyer, this is just a record label, and any small independent record label. Go out there and support punk rock from the underground up. Well, with that being said, Jay, take us away.
1: And you've got no self steam There's a hole inside your head with no future to be seen. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Every day, you wake up with the same morning.
0: On this episode, I have the pleasure of sitting down and chatting with Brandon Allen Lewis, promoter of Hella's Ohio, owner of Punkerton Records, and curator of Hella's Ohio Fest. We chat about growing up in Paris, Texas, his moves to North Carolina, Tennessee, and Ohio, and his inspiration for Hell is Ohio. We also chat about the Columbus, Ohio music scene in general, bringing back Punkerton Records after nearly 20 years, his recent Punk Meets Metal shows, and Hell is Ohio Fest that is taking place next month. So grab a cold one and sit back and listen to this blazing episode of This Is Just a Phase. Here is a song from Prime Directive's 2021 album, Nuke It All, entitled Hell Ride.
2: The devil's side.
0: Thank you so much for being on the podcast, man. Yeah, thanks for having me, man. You're very welcome. I'm, I'm sitting down talking to Brandon Allen Lewis of Hell is Ohio and Punkerton Records. Um, thank you so much for being on, man.
3: Yeah, man. I was uh, pretty stoked that you uh, wanted me on here. So. Yeah, well, you know what? Um,
0: We're in a couple groups together on Facebook, and uh, I see a lot of your posts, and... Uh, we seem to have a lot of the same interests when it comes to music, and uh, you know, we're not we're not we're not hugely far apart in the area. You're down in Columbus, I'm closer to
3: Youngstown, um, which is about what about three and a half hours. You know, honestly, I've not made my way out to uh, Youngstown yet. Uh, I, I plan on going out there soon because uh, I mean, West Side Bulls out there, but yeah. Uh,
0: <laughs> Yeah, well, it's West, West Side Bull's a great venue. I just uh, uh, recently went to a show there last week,
3: and, and every time I go there, I have I have an amazing time out there. Yeah, I definitely I definitely want to check it out and get some of uh, my friends to get some shows out there. So, yeah, and I really like how I mean Youngstown's always had an uh,
0: an interesting scene, um, where you know we Youngstown started out like I've been a part of the the, the scene since. Well, the Youngstown scene since about 98. And when I first got into it, it was very much more like a hardcore scene. Um, you know, bands like Crowd Deterrent and, and um, Kitchen Knife Conspiracy, bands like that. And then about the early 2000s is when, like, the pop punk scene really started coming through. Bands like um, The Hollywood Blondes and, and uh, Johnny Three and that kind of stuff. And then now it's kind of like a little hodgepodge of everything going on. And, um, it's really interesting, uh, seeing the direction, the, the, the city's going in with music. It seems like there's a lot of creative people doing stuff and I'm just a happy,
3: happy to be a small part of it. That's, that's sort of how I feel about the Columbus scene. I'm a, I'm an outsider to, to the Columbus scene. Um, I'm not even from Ohio, but, uh, Oh, okay. yeah, I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm from Pennsylvania. OK, see, I'm, I'm originally from Texas. So I, I grew up in the Dallas scene in, in my younger years up until I was about 18. Oh, and okay. then I moved out to North Carolina uh, near Jacksonville. So I was about 45 minutes north of Wilmington, which had a really thriving punk scene. And so I, I was part of that scene for a little while and I would go down to Myrtle Beach a lot. Um, and that, that, lasted maybe four years and then I wasn't part of a scene for about 10 yeah. years. Uh, and so I just recently got back into being in an actual scene. Um, I moved to Ohio back in, uh, the end of 2012, but I, I didn't go to a show for 10 years, not for, yeah, for about a decade. Oh, wow. So, and so, oh, sorry.
0: No, 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 go ahead, go ahead, continue.
3: I was just saying I got I got divorced is uh, mm-hmm. the uh the catalyst that, that started me going to shows again, and uh yeah, uh the Columbus scene is very welcoming. Um there's all kinds of stuff going on, all kinds of bands and genres, and uh, again like a hodgepodge like you were saying, um about Youngstown. Uh Columbus has a little bit of everything and each, you know each scene is, is very unique, but they're also I feel really wel- welcoming to new ideas and, and new people. Um, th- don't get me wrong, just like any scene in any city, you have gatekeepers who try to prevent the music or the success or you know anything like that. but that's uh, it's few and far between, I feel.
0: Hmm. And the, the the cool thing is, as you say, you're 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 kind of an outsider. My my story is very much the same. Um, I don't know how many episodes you listen to the podcast, if if Eddie, but um, I was a part of the punk scene, played in bands until I was about twenty five, and um, my daughter was born, and you know I you know became a family man that had my son, and then I had my youngest son. And, you know, I never knew the balance between being a parent and being a punker. You know, I didn't have friends that I didn't have a lot of friends who had kids. So there was no example for me to to find that balance. so I did very much like you and kind of bowed out of the scene for about um, almost 10 years, about about six, seven years I was out of the scene for. So when I came back into it, it was uh, it was a new kind of a thing. A lot of a lot of bands had changed. Uh, the, a lot of the venues were gone. A lot of um, uh, the, the, the the bands that I had grown up with were were gone, and it was a new breed of bands and a, a new breed of venues and all these things. And I'm like, you know, how do I fit into this
3: now as somebody at my advanced stage? You know, like where do I fit into this? You know what I noticed since I've since I've been back is the scene's not getting any younger. You know, when I was in the scene, I, was, I mean, I I think I got into punk rock. Gosh, I was probably eight or so. Um, oh, okay. So back in like '94, basically is what I got when I got into punk rock, and that was with you know Green Day and stuff. Uh, sort of my intro, like every like a lot of people. But uh, anyway, back to my point is, you know. I thought that I would be the old guy and it turns out that I'm not the old guy and I'm 35. Mm -hmm. Um, The scene you, you don't see all ages shows uh, nearly as often as you used to. And I, and I get why a venue wouldn't do that, but uh, I'm, I'm a big staunch supporter in all age shows, but um, you know, to be able to grow it. But yeah, as far as trying to fit in and figure out where you fit in, um, I I, I I took, the, the approach that I took was I'm going to make the biggest scene that I can. I'm going to make the biggest splash into the scene. I mean, because I didn't know anybody. And, and I started this label in the pr- promotion side of things. I mean, dead in the middle of the pandemic. I mean, I started, I brought back Punkerton Records um, in, I believe it was September of 2020. So, I mean, everything's still shut down. We're, mm-hmm. we're, we're only Five, five or six months into the pandemic and, uh, you know, it was probably the worst possible time, but in a lot of ways the best possible time, um, you know, because I didn't need a budget to start off small, uh, you know, and uh, but there were, it was impossible to meet people. And I didn't know anybody in Columbus. I mean, I, I knew very few people and I just sort of started networking, joining those groups that you were talking about, you know, different – the Columbus music scene and the Ohio punk rock scene and, you know, Columbus punk rock scene and, you know, different things like that. And I would, you know, I had some releases from people that I knew from around the country who, you know, were my friends for decades. And uh, by the time things started opening back up and, and venues were opening, I had already made all these connections and everybody was like, yeah, I can dig what you're doing. So I think that, you know, that, that initial just big, splash I don't care if I fall in my face because we're in the middle of a pandemic and there's only so much I can lose I think that attitude is sort of what spearheaded this 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 whole thing for us and uh yeah I'm I'm definitely thinking that you know I I started off slow and things have been kind of slowed down now but I I think by the time this time next year things will be exponentially bigger because it just keeps growing i mean the label the 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 promotion side of things um and so i think that that'll help but i'll be able to you know like even just being on here meeting people from youngstown and people from toledo and more people from cleveland and cincy i know a little bit there um you know my, my target is is ohio but it's also you know the midwest in general i think
0: yeah, and that's was that—that's the whole point. Like you, you talked about starting everything in the midst of the pandemic. I uh, sat on the idea of doing the podcast for a year through twenty twenty, and my wife's just like, "Dude, you're you have all this time. Why don't you just do it?" You know what I mean? You got nothing to lose. The kids are getting older. You know, you know you have this time. You're you're home with him, homeschooling him while I'm at work. You have all this time. Why don't you do it? But of course, I sat on my hand, and then I turned forty, and then I was like. And that last year and i'm like you know what fuck it i wasted a year by not doing anything i'm not gonna waste another one so i started the podcast and i had a lot of support but a, a lot like you i didn't know a lot of these people that i was interviewing face to face it was just pretty much based on mutual love of the scene and and the kind of music we were into or um i had previous connections with some of the people and You know, know, and and then trying to go for a national, you know, look, and then international, and I wanted to shine a light on the local scene, I wanted to do all that stuff, and then the end of last year is when I started my label uh, with my buddy Mike, and, you know, it couldn't have been the worst possible time to start a podcast (laughs) and a label, but... (laughs) That's neither here or there or there, but at least, but, you know, it, it, it made people hungry for music again.
3: Exactly. And, and, and I said it was a blessing and sort of a curse because when you started in a pandemic, when you started in the middle of a pandemic and there's not a lot going on, you have room to fail. Mm-hmm. You, your expectations are just incredibly low. And you, if you just exceed it by a minuscule amount, you've succeeded. And, I, and I, I've seen that about, I've seen that with a lot of places. I've seen that with venues here who were planning on opening up before the pandemic, like right around when the pandemic hit. And so, you know, their expectations were low. A lot of them didn't think they were going to make it. And then when things picked back up, they're just unbelievably busy. And uh, you know, everybody was thirsting uh, for, for music again. And whether, whether it's live music, whether it's, you know, uh, recorded music that everybody wanted something new and you know a lot of people were doing creative projects during the pandemic i get that but but it wasn't getting out as much because they weren't playing live shows so you know you're not you're not going to sell your new record if you're unknown an unknown artist um you're not going to sell a new record unless you're out there playing shows i mean people just aren't going to discover you uh so yeah the hunger and the thirst for 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 music is sort of making us all succeed i feel and uh and, and goes back to my point about gatekeeping this is the worst time to be a gatekeeper because people are going to remember that because we're all doing good and i don't think that there's any holding any of us back i mean if we if you know in, whether whether you're doing a podcast or or you own a venue or you're a promoter or you're in a band, um there's plenty of room and there's plenty of that, that that want and that need by by people you know who 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 listen to your music or you know, whatever activity you do. So and you know what it is, like like you said, it's the worst possible time to be a gatekeeper because
0: you see you hear and see people poo-poo on fucking everything. The one thing that everybody's still got is fucking music. And that's the last thing you want to be shitting on. That's the last thing you want to be trying to make divisive when we haven't been able to it. I wasn't able to experience it, what for like 17 months. Until I yeah. went to, until I went to my first show, it's like, it's like, why shit on something that like everybody's been craving to see? You know, like, I don't care if it's a, if it's an African calypso band. Like, I'm going to fucking see them, dude. Like, I've been stuck in this fucking house for for a year and a half, yearning to see music, and all you want to do is shit on it. Like, get out of here, man.
3: I think I think a lot of it is probably people fearing an oversaturation um but i and that was sort of always a fear but i i got I, you know in the early 2000s there was an oversaturation of punk rock well people say that i don't believe that for a second yeah, um, me either. but but that's a lot of people say that you know it's an oversaturation there's only so much room um and i and i think that sort of that model has or that that theory has sort of been proven wrong, but there's still, you know, there's still people who are trying to cling to that because they want their little piece of the pie and they don't want to see others succeed. And I don't understand that at all. Because um, me personally, I, you know, I want to see, you know, everyone, everyone having fun and everyone, you know, sort of getting along. and But, you know, talking about, you know, different kinds of music. I mean, I just threw a concert the other day uh saturday a punk rock versus metal show and i had you know i had three metal bands and three rock bands nice and you know, these these crowds on paper couldn't be more dissimilar but when the punk bands were playing all the metal heads were just going crazy when the when the the metal bands were playing the punk rockers were just going ape shit like it was an incredible show we had a, a really good turnout um You know, mixing mixing fan bases definitely was a smart idea. I I actually I feel feel like that was one of my better ideas. (laughs) um You know, but I mean, you know, crowd sizes aren't as big as they probably were pre pandemic still because there are still people who are trying to be cautious. But yeah, um, this certainly the most successful show I've ever thrown as a promoter. I mean, I know I'm new to it. I've only been doing it for since April um, excuse me July of last year Um, but everybody wants to hear it I mean me personally I'm not a huge fan of metal I I can you know I like some metal but uh, I thought it would be a cool idea Um, and apparently so did everyone else because everybody had a lot of fun and you know people are clamoring to be bands want to be on um, punk versus metal too and people keep asking me when I'm gonna do it again Mm-hmm. Um, that's
0: a good sign man
3: oh no the, oh my gosh it's it's really humbling and it it it's awesome that people dig my idea like look i all the credit to the bands because i know that i had nothing i mean people can't see the bands i know i had n- in nothing to do with that i mean these bands were incredible um but but my idea sort of So my idea actually stems from, so I I grew up in a small town in Texas called Paris, Texas. And it's, I mean, very small, 25,000 people.
0: I've heard of, I've heard of Paris,
3: Texas. There's actually a movie uh, that came out in 1984 called Paris, Texas. uh, And there's a band actually who called themselves Paris, Texas, who were mildly successful. Um, So a lot of people say they've heard of it. I'm like, eh, probably, you know, or because we have a giant uh, Eiffel Tower with a cowboy hat on it, but. That's uh, how
0: I know of Paris, Texas, the the Eiffel Tower with the cowboy hat on it. Yeah, yeah. My brother Uh, used to live, my brother used to live in Fredericksburg, Texas, which is between uh, Austin and San Antonio. Okay, okay. And and, and he he said he heard of Paris and I, I think he said he
3: actually might have drove through it actually. Yeah, a lot of people, it's one of those towns you definitely might possibly drive through. But, uh, yeah, no, so small towns, 25,000 people, uh, you know, country is just king there, you know. And mm-hmm. uh, and all the towns around us are just similar in size, 20,000, 15,000, something like that. You know, the biggest city that we have is near us was Dallas, but that was two hours away. And, you know, you mm-hmm. weren't driving two hours for a local show. So, So what had to happen... Is in, in a town called Greenville, which is about 30 minutes from where I live, they had this this bar. Now I don't know if it's still there. God, I hope it is, because it was a staple of my childhood. But it was called Chauncey's, and what Chauncey's would do is like once every month or something, they'd do a punk versus metal show, and because the scenes were so small, that that's the only way they could stay open. It was a it was a BYOB joint and all ages, and you know you'd have or three punk bands two or three metal bands and i you know i completely copied that whole that whole thing like i didn't obviously come up with that idea myself but um it was a st- it was it was a staple of my childhood i mean you know that was one of those things where it, it exposed me to all kinds of music and all kinds of people who you know later influenced you know this the national acts that i was listening to and you know things and so i thought well let's let's try to let's try to do that i mean what a perfect time like we're saying everybody's everybody is hungry for for new music um you know maybe i can expose them to a genre that they might not necessarily have listened to before um and you know maybe i converted a few metal heads to punk rock and a few punk rockers to metal um
2: fell asleep last night scrolling through TikTok nursing something kind of like a broken heart when you told me about how you broke quarantine you weren't careless just nonchalant so I watched dancing nurses and listened to stock tips and told myself it's time to move on and as I scheduled my vaccine and filed my forever, no certainly not, what a goddamn ridiculous and horrifying thought, and I swear to God I'm grateful for all that I've got, but it was the means
4: that we shared, the moment we lived. Over. I knew that I would miss you. So as things go back to
2: normal, I just need you to know the pandemic is over. But I got nowhere to go now. I got nowhere to go now. I fell asleep last night scrolling through Tik. We shared the moment that we lived through and when it was all over how I knew that I would miss you so as things back and normal I just need you to know that-
0: question for you since you grew up in Texas um after the initial wave of getting into you know Green Day offspring rancid no effects that whole initial wave um did you find yourself going into Texas history when it came to their music whether it was um MDC or the big boys or uh even DRI
3: um not not specifically um again i lived in a really small town and so we sort of got what we could um but i mean that being said i left texas at at 18 okay so so when i would consciously think about something like that i i really didn't although it's funny you brought up mdc so uh i believe it was mdc um yeah, okay. So there was this bar in Dallas called the Red Blood Club. And Citizen Fish was playing with M D C and it was oh my god, killer show. But Sounds like it. <laughs> uh it was a literally like a killer show. Some dude stabbed like three people and the show Oh got no shit. Out. Like twenty cops came, you know, and there were a hundred punk rockers. Um I don't know the stories behind it, but I know that the club got shut down soon after they, they opened and rebranded and all this other stuff. But yeah, that was an insane. I was 18. I think when that happened, maybe, maybe I was 20. I don't remember. I remember I was back home visiting and I was like, I'll check a show out in Dallas. And it was just, you know, cause citizen fish, I, you know, had, had done a split with crack and I was like, I'll check them out. And, uh, and yeah, it was, uh, it was the gnarliest thing I'd ever seen. Uh,
0: that's pretty crazy, man.
3: <laughs> I mean, because that 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 sort of invoked those, early, you know, those early '80s uh, hardcore punk days. I mean, dudes getting stabbed like they almost died. I don't think they could die, but I know that they almost died. Um, yeah. And I was like, "This is," and honestly, yeah, no, I must have been 21 because it was soon thereafter that I didn't go to any more shows for a while. So. Oh wow. I mean, that wasn't the reason, but. I just remember that that was one of the last shows that I had, you know, that I was involved. That was probably the last show I saw in Dallas, actually, to come come to think of it. But
0: well, let me let me ask you let me ask you a follow up question since you didn't really spend too much time going to shows in Texas um, when you moved to North Carolina. I mean, I think North Carolina. I think. You know the indie rock, the the more power pop kind of sound. Um, you said you
3: lived in Wilmington or near. Wilmington. Oh, I lived I lived in Jacksonville, which is about is like a marine base out there. Uh,
0: oh, okay, so okay.
3: Was, so like a huge like it was like Dropkick Murphy's land out there. It's, okay, it's so really... I was going to ask you, were you into stuff
0: like the Chappa the Chapel Hill scene, uh, Merge Records? So um, so it was.
3: It was still, you know, I'll, I'll be the first to admit that I didn't I didn't research. I, You know, basically, I would listen to what I listened to. And if I caught a band at a show, then, I, you know, I'd listen to. But I would go to Carborough, where Cat's Cradle is, which is, you know, one of the. that's probably the best venue in all of. Well, at, at the time, I, I can't speak for it because I haven't been there in 15 years. But um, Cat's Cradle and Carborough, which is right outside of Chapel Hill, or basically inside of it. I caught a lot of really good shows there. Um and then I would go down to like, you know, if, if no effects was coming through, they always played Myrtle beach. So I would drive down to like Myrtle beach and, you know, I caught a really, a few really good shows down there too. Um, as far as, as far as being embedded in that scene, I've always sort of, I mean, if I, if I, like there weren't any bigger shows, I guess in, in, in Jacksonville where I live. So I'd have to drive far. So I wasn't involved in those scenes, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah. You never felt, you've never felt invested into those scenes.
3: No. Columbus is the first scene where, outside of my small town in in Texas, Columbus is the the first big scene that I feel like I I have a vested interest in, you know? Um, Mm -hmm. And, you know, it was, I would hang out with punk rockers, but we would, you know, convoy to, you know, two hours away to shows uh now you know i drive i drive to columbus and you know do do things uh there so yeah and it's pretty cool like i i i can't i
0: can't you know say that i know much about the columbus scene because i know a few bands um but what i really like about the ohio scene in general is that there's all these little scenes popping up and they all seem to be supportive of one another it's you don't get that in in pennsylvania pennsylvania we're divided you know like you have western pennsylvania pittsburgh you have you know eastern pennsylvania philly you know what i mean and never the twain shall me and um, a very it's a very weird state kind of rivalry in that aspect it comes from sports it comes from music it comes from anything you know what i mean um but Ohio yeah, isn't is really of... like that. Ohio's really not like that.
3: And see, that's what allows me to do my Hell is Ohio stuff. Uh, you know, that's a good segue. Um, you know, these these bands that don't necessarily know each other but play similar music. That was sort of the what I wanted to do with Hell is Ohio is I wanted all these these bands to be able to connect. You know, you can if you're in a punk band and you put in the one of my comps, you go, you know what, I'd like to play with those guys. -hmm. They're probably within a two-hour range of you. Yeah, the 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 triangle from you know Cincy to uh, to Columbus to to Cleveland. I mean, you're not driving far to now. You know, Youngstown. That's a different story. You know, from Cincy to Youngstown, that that takes a little about while, but um, about five hours. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So I mean, that's a little that's a little bit different. But 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 Columbus is definitely that sort of that central that central hub and you know, it's it's sort of a perfect place I feel because I can get bands from Cleveland and I can get bands from Cincy and I can get bands from Youngstown and Toledo and Akron Canton, you know, and, and they've got no problem coming to Columbus because it's not that far from them. But anyway, so hell is Ohio, you know, I, I sort of, well, aren't familiar, um, with Columbus outside of, I believe it's I 71. There's a big sign that says hell is real. It's, uh, um a it's a religious thing on the opposite side it's got like the 10 commandments um it's mm-hmm. a big build. um it's a big eyesore uh I, I feel but it's also everybody's ripped it off and um there's even like a hell is real uh something to do with soccer i i forgive me who knows nope. that because i'm not i'm not too familiar with it um but anyway so i ripped off the sign and said hell is ohio um but, uh, yeah, so that was, you know, sort of a charity. It was going to be the charity wing of Punkerton Records. Um, so if we do the charity event or charity comp or anything like that, that's going to be our charity wing. We'll be able to raise money for charities. Um, okay. So, like, Hell is Ohio Fest that's coming up uh, June 17th and 18th. That's to benefit Punk Rock Saves Lives. Um, but, yeah, so I, I wanted Hell is Ohio to be this thing where – all Ohio bands, mostly punk rock, but it doesn't have to be punk rock. It's not, you know, it's punk rock, um, can sort of come together, meet each other, play shows with each other, um, bands that otherwise might not know about each other.
0: So. Nice. I, I like that idea. I like that, that you start. I, I knew, ex- I know exactly what side you're talking about in Ohio, and when I, when I came across the group, I saw that and I went, Oh, that's fucking hilarious. Cause you always hear like, you know, Ohio, you know, like hell is real. And then you get the whole thing where like, uh, Ohio is for lovers, that whole, like, you know, that whole thing. Yeah. And, and, you know, and when I saw that, the, you know, hell is Ohio, it, 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 it made me laugh. It, it made me laugh to chuckle. And it's like, because anybody who's not from Ohio, I mean, outside the major cities, it's open flat farmland. The majority of Ohio, like outside the big cities, there's really nothing. And to hear somebody go, "Oh yeah, hell is Ohio," it just, it, it made me chuckle. And I I was in on the joke, even though I wasn't, even though I'm not a part of that city down there. I kind
3: of you know I got it right away. I, I I found it funny. So yeah, anybody, especially especially people who who have driven, you know, through Columbus. Uh, especially going down to to Cincinnati, they they would recognize that sign of me that it's a really big eyesore, um, and so I wanted to model it after that so people would think. I mean, because I think it's hilarious. Mm-hmm. Like I laugh every time I say I've got a I've got a like an eight foot wide banner hanging up in my garage for uh, for Hell is Ohio Fest. Every time I walk into my garage, I laugh because yeah. you know it's just this big banner that says Hell is Ohio. Um, but yeah, speaking of Hell is Ohio, uh, I don't know if, I, if I'm if i allowed to advertise, but May 20th, uh, we've got our third comp, Hell is Ohio, uh, Volume 3, comes out on May 20th. Um, it's going to be on Bandcamp, and it's going to be uh, on CD, actually. And, oh, wow. Uh, yeah, I, 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 you, you, I know I'm not the only one because people have said this, but, you know, I got exposed to a lot of bands via comps. Um Seeing here, the Fat Records comps, uh, the Epitaph, uh Punkaramas, uh, the Kung Fu Records, the Asian records comps. Hopeless. Hope oh my god, hopelessly devoted to you was one of my very first compilations albums ever. Nice. Uh, I I I discovered the weaker than that way, and I was like, Oh, this is I like this. Um, (laughs) but yeah, yeah. So I thought, well, let's do comps and then. I had so the the volume had such an overwhelming amount of uh, of submissions, so I was like, oh, I guess I got to do a volume two if I want to have this on CD because I could have done a band camp with you know a hundred songs, but mm-hmm. uh, but I've got enough for half of volume four. But volume three comes out May twentieth. Uh, this one's more emo pop punk bands. Um, okay. the first one was sort of. I would say, like, Skate Punk and Cow Punk. Uh, Volume 2 was, like, hardcore punk, uh, punk, just pure punk rock, rock and roll type stuff. Um, But going back to punk versus metal, uh, these metal bands, some of these metal bands were like, hey, we want to be on there. And I'm like, well, I don't really cater to metal. And I was like, you know what? I can do whatever I want. So I'm going to do Hell is Ohio, and it's just going to be titled Metal. Nice. Nice. I'm gonna get I'm gonna get all the all the metal bands in Ohio that want to be on it. I'm gonna get them on there too, um, and so so it, it it'll change. Uh, I'll be honest. The first two I didn't actually. I have I I broke even, so we haven't actually done anything with the chip. Uh, but it's supposed to be for food not bombs, it, and it will. I think after Hell's Ohio Fest, I'll actually be able to make a sizable donation to food not bombs. Um, That's good. It, it, you know, it started off, and no one knew who I was. So I don't, I don't blame people for not for these not flying off the shelf. Plus, their are CD format. People still don't. People, people are still, you know.
0: You know, I started my, I started my label in August of last year, and the we put out our first album it was a compilation. And I sat on there and was going through the whole digital angle and looking at the whole vinyl thing. And I, I can't touch vinyl right now. It's too expensive. And I told my buddy, I said, why don't we just do it on CD? And he goes, do you think there's a market for CD? And I was like, there has to be people that still buy CDs. I mean, even if they don't play them, like, why don't you want a physical item in your hand? You know, I'm sure there's people that still exist that want that CD in their hand, right? Yeah. And, you know, so we put out our we've put out the first compilation on CD and it, it's our biggest seller. You know what I mean? Like it just like we couldn't. We, we actually. It's the only release that we made that we made a second. We made a second pressing of it. And, so that's
3: awesome. I've only done that one. I, I had a, a dude in, uh, Texas. I uh, is an alt country dude that I did, and uh, he. We did the second pressing, and I think we filled one in the second pressing. <laughs> oh
0: really? That's you know what it's. And I just wrote an article about two months after I started the label, because I was I was worried about it, I was ready to put out my first band, my first band release, and I'm like, you know, I was still wrestling. I wanted to do a seven-inch pressing of it. I, I, I couldn't justify spending, you know, $3,300 on a 100 copies of a record. Like, I was just wrestling with that idea, and I just stuck with the CD imprint. I, I read an article about how CDs will our CDs are making a comeback that the the the, the increasing cost of getting albums made and all that are deterring a lot of people to go back to the CD format because it's easier to press CDs and it really is
3: oh it's easier it's way cheaper it's, it's in it's extremely I mean I, quicker like i mean it's uh, it's exponentially just quicker i mean i i can't justify dropping again thirty three hundred dollars not so much on because you know of the price necessarily for me but the wait time if i'm giving god oh, yeah. now it's like six seven months oh lucky depending on yeah. where you go i last yeah. I looked at the day at, at like five different places and they were they were you know uh 10 months or more and i and I can't, I mean, I'm not big enough yet to do that. I'm not big enough to sit on a four grand loss for 10 months. So,
0: yeah. I mean, I looked at my, but I think that for for us to start, for us to start, this is just a record label. We basically, me and my partner, we put in about 500 bucks and that's a hell of a lot better than pouring in $4,000 to start (laughs) a label. You know what I mean? It's like. You can't justify because the easiest part is getting the bands. The easiest part's getting the bands, networking with the bands, knowing that they're gonna, you know, be taken care of. You know, they're gonna get a copy of the CD. You build these relationships with them. That's the easy part. The hard part is trying to justify spending such an inordinate amount of money to put out a physical release where, you know, there's alternate ways to put out you know, physical releases, you know, there's CDs, there's cassettes, there's, you know, I have a friend who does A-Tracks. There's, there's ways to, because even if you look at it as a vanity item and you just buy it just to have it, well, you know, you still have it. Plus, I don't know how you do it, but my label, we, we do a download code and you get the downloadable version. So you have it on your phone, you have it on one computer or whatever, and you still have the physical copy. If you, you know, you can kind of just hold on and collect it. You know what I mean?
3: Yeah, yeah, no, and and that's sort of yeah, that's sort of how we do it too. Uh, yeah, you're talking about eight tracks. I I uh, I, I got my I got a, a hat from Little Lost uh, Girl Media, and uh, that's I what it. I was talking about. Athena, yeah, yeah, yeah. And she she sent me a she sent me one of those eight tracks, and I was like, this is the coolest thing ever. I because obviously I'm never gonna listen to it, because uh, mm even think i could i i it'd probably take me all day to even find uh, an eight track player but um yeah no that's see and that's super cool and that's a niche and and i feel i can't do that because i don't want i wouldn't want her to feel or anyone else to feel like i'm ripping off her idea because that's her thing you know yeah, what i mean uh, exactly you know everybody can do tapes everybody can do laugh cut um lathe cut i don't know how to say it i'm dumb um, La- i think i think it's lathe. i think late cut uh yeah that's 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 horrible english it should be laugh cut but anyway um uh, but anyway uh yeah so so i feel like as as cool as that would be i couldn't do that you know i just wouldn't want to you know um and i'm sure she wouldn't care she's super supportive of everything everybody
0: does but uh, uh she's one of my big she's one of my biggest proponents i mean early on early on with everything i was doing she was such like a, a like a champion like a cheerleader you know like like you know support every decision you make and like i always i always support her in everything she does she's an amazing person
3: yeah and and talking about networking and stuff i have no idea 100 percent, zero clue how i know her
0: um were you in the dummy room no because i don't know Cause i was gonna is. say i met a lot of the people through the dummy room podcast okay room.
3: okay yeah no no, because I didn't know what that was. Uh, <laughs> I, it's a it's a,
0: it's a podcast for like mostly Ramones core. Okay like, okay, like um, which I have a lot of friends who who play in the Ramones core style bands, like I mentioned earlier, uh, like the Hollywood Blondes and Johnny Three, and a lot of you know a lot of people within this. You know who those bands were, so it was kind of like my introduction into into that world, so to speak.
3: Oh, okay, okay, yeah. Uh, I you know I. I I, it might've been like, well, cause I did this a lot with the networking during the pandemic. I would, if, if, if you had a guitar in your hand or a drum set in, 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 you know, you're behind a drum set and our drum kit and your profile picture on Facebook, I probably added you, um, <laughs> and, or if your, your profile picture was like a podcast thing, I added you cause I didn't care cause I didn't know anybody. And, um. You know, And then it'd be a mutual friend of a mutual friend of a mutual friend, and it just sort of spread that way. And honestly, that's probably what happened with her, but...
1: I feel like Patrick fucking Swayze Just without the pop.
0: is corresponding was that way too was through, was through bands, I believe. We have like mutual, mutual interest in bands or something like that and you had added me.
3: Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I probably looked, oh yeah, no, I definitely looked because uh, you popped up in, uh, in People I May Know and I'm like, well that happens all the time. I don't know these people. But then I saw this is just a record label. I'm like, well if he's got a record label and I've got a record label, <laughs> yeah, it'd be stupid not to and, and that's the thing. So I I met a lot of people. So um I don't I'm not sure if you're familiar with uh morbid and uh, miserable uh records in Ohio.
0: Yeah, I'm familiar with them, yeah, for sure.
3: Um, talking about gatekeeping and not gatekeeping, their sponsor in hell is Ohio. Um
0: Oh no shit.
3: You know, he he could have he could have just told me to screw off, but You know, because we're I wouldn't say competing because we have a little bit different genres of of music, but it's still, you know, they're they're really close to us. And, you know, they're they're a little bit north, I I think, Toledo. But if you're not, I apologize. Um, But any point being, it's it's cool to have connections. I mean, the, the amount of sponsors we have for for Hell is Ohio Fest is unbelievable. I mean, I made it super cheap so that everyone could afford it um if they wanted to and have their name on the flyer i mean yeah sure it's not big and huge and prominent but it's on there you know and and that's sort of how i wanted hell is ohio to even be just diy everyone who wants to be involved can can be involved whether they can you know they can afford to be involved or it's cheap enough for them to want to be you know to be able to go to the show or you know whatever i could do to make it as accessible to everyone as possible and the support for it has just poured on. Nice. Uh, I mean, and <laughs> I don't know what you're doing that weekend, but if you can come out, I mean, it's crazy. So we have, I mean, we're, we're sponsored by a barbershop, we're sponsored by, well, uh, a, a record label, a a spirits, uh, you know, alcohol company, um, a gaming expo, like. Nice. All kinds of really cool stuff. Uh stupid rad merch is gonna be there, which that's I'm super stoked with that. That's awesome. Um, but a massage, there's a massage uh a therapy place. Like I you know, I, I wanted anybody who you know, and that's so we made we made sponsorships. It was literally just a hundred bucks. Um oh wow, that's awesome. Because a lot of the times you've got sponsorship. It's like five hundred bucks, thousand dollars, or more. Mm-hmm. And even smaller festivals, even the the smaller festival, it costs quite a bit. And you know, sure, I probably could have raised more by, by having higher sponsorship, but I, I don't really want to do that. And you, you don't know, want to also. Um, you don't want to also, you
0: know, put a monetary. You know, in the same monetary value, on something that you're doing for fun, even though you do want to make sure the bands are paid to do it. Like at the same time, you don't want to sit there and make it this huge marketing spill
3: thing either. No, no, absolutely. I mean, there's a fine line uh, that you have to walk between not going broke and successfully paying all the bands. Um, yeah, you know, and so all the bands they have a they have a guarantee, of course, uh, and then. You know we've got so well. I'll just talk about Hell's Eye Fest. So it's going to be June seventeenth and eighteenth, um, and it's going to be at Swine City Brewing, which is in Fairfield, which is sort of between Cincinnati and Dayton. Um, okay. So hopefully we'll be able to draw off Cincy and and Dayton, which <laughs> Fairfield's still like two hours from me. Uh, <laughs> so that's that's been hard to coordinate. But uh, Samantha, who who. Is that Swan City has been like just super helpful and you know I I've been kicking around the idea and but I, I wasn't really committed and then I just contacted her and I was like hey do you think we could do this here she's like yeah let's let's do it so um so yeah it was only gonna be a one thing first but we just had so much sort of support and and enthusiasm that you know I was like hey can we do a Friday too and <laughs> Father's Day weekend, weekend. we probably would have done Sunday too but
0: um you were like let's try to let's let's let the dads have their day right
3: (laughs) right well you know i'll have my kids that day so uh and you know the the main band uh for me that i want to see is actually a band called lame-ass dads and Hmm. i knew that you know they definitely couldn't play on a on a uh, father's day but uh and they were sort of the the reason between I, honestly, like I I can't give them enough credit. So this band, Ask Dads, I had been kicking around an idea for for you know doing the the charity wing of Punkerton Records, and this band, thing I might be interested in. Maybe it was a sponsorship ad. I don't know. They only had like at the time like five likes on Facebook. I don't know.
0: Yeah, they were probably when they came across me too. They were fairly new, but it was oh. like hashtag, hashtag has stats. Stats. yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: I know who and, you're talking uh,
0: about now, yeah,
3: yeah. And they have this song called Nowhere Ohio, and it's in the album. I mean, that song in particular, though, is a banger, mm-hmm. like, and that was sort of that was sort of everything um for me they that 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 was a big influence this is like let's make this about ohio let's you know let's make it really a grassroots movement in in involving ohio punk rock and um and so we went from there they were one of the first bands that i asked to do this and um then i was like all right i need i need some staples in the cincinnati scene something that'll at least draw the Cincinnati crowd and, and, and hopefully the Dayton crowd. And so, you know, our, our headliner for that, that Friday is 500 miles to Memphis. And okay. I've been a huge fan of theirs. Uh, Literally three days before everything shut down with the pandemic, I was supposed to see them at a place here where I live. Oh, and then wow. the pandemic shut it down. And I, you, I mean, when I go to see a band, if I'm interested, I'll check out a song. And then if I'm interested, I will try to learn every song I can before I see them, you know? And, and they were one of those bands where I'm just like, I'm listening and listening for like a month and a half. And then everything got canceled and I was like, well, okay. So of course I asked them, I talked to, uh, I, you know, I talked to Ryan uh, from, from 500 miles. Memphis, hey, you guys, you know, you guys are a, you know cincinnati staple there you know and so he he he, he was cool to be on board and then our um, our headliner for that saturday is tiger sex and nice uh, nice yeah i had caught them at camp punk sylvania and they were super cool and all these bands that are on here are on are either on one of my comps or about to be on one of the comps uh outside of okay so I Say all Ohio. There's one band that is not from Ohio, they're called Extra Arms. I think they're from Michigan. Forgive me, guys, if you're not, I thought you were from Michigan, but um, they were coming through on tour, they just happened to be coming through on tour, and they're like, Hey, can we play this? And I was like, You know what? Yes,
0: (laughs) nice, you got
3: to check them out there. If that that might, I I really like them, I think they're great, they're a great band, but um, I'll check them out. Extra Arms, right? Extra Arms, yeah. Um sure. is it I'll cool if I go out. go through the the rundown on who's playing this? Yeah, no, go right ahead man. This is your platform, uh, dude. Um all right, awesome. Um so okay, so Friday headliner is is 500 Miles to Memphis and then we got some kind of nightmare. Um great band. Oh my god, they're the best. And they're such <laughs> nice
0: people. They're like Yeah, they're really. They're sweethearts.
3: Um and then Viceroy Kings out of uh, the Dayton area, uh they're super oh, awesome. Man. Extra Arms um and then pretty pretty awful they're out of cleveland they're sort of new um so darling waste are now pretty pretty awful and sort of switched around uh the lineup and i've released two of their uh two of their singles and they're just super awesome so i'm pretty stoked and then there's this there's this new band which they just got out of the studio but they're called coxie's army now they're playing an acoustic set um and sort of to bring the crowd in. They're going to play an indoor set. Um Coxie's Army is they just had their debut show a few weeks ago and were such a hit. I mean, now they I give them six months. Everyone's going to know who they are. Um nice. One of my buddies is actually in the band and a plug for them or anything like they just all of a sudden like everybody wants them. So um they're just i've really come across music. that name i don't know how but i've come across that name for 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 fans of like the street dogs and sort of that working class punk rock type stuff uh that's yeah that's sort of that'll be a thing but uh
0: kind of like boy street okay. punk kind of a thing
3: yeah yeah um i don't want to specifically classify exactly what they do but uh once once they're they just like i said they just got out of the studio so i don't know when they're gonna release or anything like that but uh yeah uh i'm definitely pretty stoked they had a they had a show here a few weeks ago and uh, apparently blew everyone away so um so that's that's awesome but uh all right so that was that's friday and then saturday uh bundy and the spins they're from i believe dayton Again, forgive me if I got it messed up. I've seen them a couple of times and they put on one of the best live shows I've ever seen. Um it's just it's intense, it's furious, it's it is rock and roll. Um sort of sort of the the lead guy gives me a Motorhead vibe. Um but uh Yeah, and then a band, Trash Night. They're sort of locals to to, uh, where Hell is Ohio is going to be in Fairfield. Um, Prime Directive, uh, well, Tiger Sex, and then Prime Directive. uh, They're from Columbus. Um, I actually had them on my Metal punk versus metal show. Um, They are sci-fi, horror punk. um,
0: Great band. I checked them out because they're listed on your Punkerton Records page, and I checked them out, and they're fucking rad.
3: Yeah, they just released a new record. Uh they they new, released it New come all, right? Yeah, New Kamal. Yep. Yeah. Uh that's an independent release, but what happened is they signed to the label, but they were in the process of their new record already and then vinyl took <laughs> a year. So, we're holding off, uh but we will be releasing, they'll be releasing under Punkerton um I don't know the exactly when yet cuz I didn't want to. I didn't want to have records back to back. You know, they they deserve some some time with you know Nuke at all. So, mm-hmm. um, all right. And then Darling Waste out of Cleveland. Uh, the one of the members of Darling Waste. Uh, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention him, Lance. He's actually part of my label. So, be um, oh, okay, awesome. I can't like <laughs> he'd be mad. All right, huge, huge. So this is one curveball in this whole thing. Um, he is a nerdcore hip hop artist out of columbus um he's so he's sort of like the oddball of the festival which i wanted um he's one Ner- of nerd rap is hip
0: hop or you know like punk rock you know what i mean they kind of go in and like people like you know like mc lars and like the BC oh, yeah, yeah. boys and shit. like that that, that they, they're all they all love together
3: exactly exactly he's friends with the people from uh, punk rock saves lives so okay. Um, And I, I mean, I'm friends with him too. Ryan, he's really awesome. But uh, I was like, hey, you want to play this? Like, I know you aren't punk rock, but he's like, yeah, I'll play this. Heck yeah. So he was super stoked. So that's awesome. All right. And then Lame Ass Dad, uh, the Reedy Weeps, uh, they're on my label.
0: Yes, they, they are. Great
3: band, by the way. Yeah, they're a lot of fun. If you if you're a fan of the replacements, you you, you would like the reweeps. Uh, the plan lo fi actually...
0: indie rock, which is like kind of like a, a throwback to like the early mid '90s, like really, really like kind of like in my wheelhouse. Like I'm big in the bands like Sabado and Dinosaur
3: Jr. and like I feel like they're kind of like in that wheelhouse. Oh yeah, and, th- and they're actually they're in the studio now, uh, getting a uh, professionally recorded uh, EP. So we'll I'll uh, I'll be making an announcement for that at some point, but uh, awesome. yeah, uh, the next band Plaid Disasters. I don't know if you've heard of them, but if uh, you...
0: I'm, I'm I'm cool with with them. Uh, they're from Cleveland. Um, they're actually on the last comp that I put out. Oh yeah, dude, they're so yeah. Much fun. Yeah, well I know I know Alex and his wife. His wife's originally from the same hometown as I am.
3: Oh okay okay yeah
0: so and my uh, best friend Sam lives in Cleveland and I kind of correlated like um uh, a friendship with a bunch of bands up in Cleveland through through my friend Sam.
3: Okay yeah no yeah. they're 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 so cool. Uh um, you know,
0: Disasters around, rad yeah for sure. I don't
3: even know how I I discovered them but I got them to play a public serpent show with me um for me uh one time and they were uh, Better than Public Serpents. No offense, guys from Public <laughs> Serpents. I love you guys. <laughs> You're my friends, but a disasters just blew me away. Um, and then the Plan B's, so they're from this town that I live in. It's called Newark. Um, we released uh, one of their singles, and, um, and then they decided to release their album independently. Um, and so, Matt from Plan B's, me and him are boys. So, um, then DOS, um, and then uh, the last is uh, a guy named Yard Sign doing an acoustic set he's from around here where i live um and yeah he's he's doing an acoustic set to sort of warm up the crowd as they come in through the doors so nice um, so yeah that's that's is ohio fest
1: happy birthday <laughs>
0: I was, I'm glad you brought up Prime Directive in the in the, in the Reedy Weeps because I wanted to talk to you about Punkerton as much as I wanted to talk about oh, oh, Hell is Ohio Fest. I wanted to talk about Punkerton too um, because like, I like a lot of the bands that you have. A, a Prime Directive, you already mentioned. Reedy Weeps, we already mentioned. Uh, Roles of Enragement, um, I couldn't find much on them, which I was bummed out because I was like, I got to check these bands out because I love the fucking name. Um, but I did check out the first two bands I mentioned. I checked out Desert Danish um, as well. A little a tri- little tricky trying to find the other bands but I might not have been looking in the right places. But yeah, I mean you have right. a solid lineup. You have a
3: solid lineup of bands. So So I started Pongardin Records in 2002 um, as sort of a local my small music scene. you know, we released some bootleg stuff and mostly through shows. And it lasted for a few years, and then I, I it was fun, you know, it's a little hobby. Well, in the middle of the, but I, but I stopped it in the middle of the pandemic. I was approached by my buddy Wesley, who's who, who fronts a band, um, out of Texas, called Pearl Street, all country with a big punk in. It. So I mean, I wouldn't call him Cowpunk, but. Yeah. And uh, he's like, Hey, we've been sitting on this record for like three years. Do you want to release it? And I'm like, nah, man, I'm not interested. I mean, I want, I want to hear the record. That's awesome. But no, I, you know, I don't want to do it. He's like, come on, bring back Punkard. And I'm like, I can't man. I'm sorry. And so I shot it down (laughs) the same day. Rules of Enragement, And these guys, they don't know each other. Right. So like, this is Providence, right? I mean, I don't necessarily believe in anything like that, but it was a very crazy coincidence. They, 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 hey man we're getting our old band back together we're gonna release a record do you want to release it and i'm like okay there's my sign so i went from alt country to punk rock and i was like okay so i called up wesley and said hey here's the deal yeah i'll release it so so that's how it was, sort of it started and and the label is still at its at its at its sort of source alt country and punk rock um we've been into the punk rock a little bit more lately but i've got some alt country stuff on the way um a guy you could check out is dead dead swans um out of uh wisconsin out of milwaukee he's one of my really good friends now but i released him on one of my comps small country comps and we're releasing his record so it's it's on its way we've got two records actually coming from him and i don't know if i'm allowed to announce this but he's going to we are about to release like a two-song single. And do you know the band Thursday? Yeah, he's got a folk country version of this song, brought to you by Falling Bombs. And nice. It's amazing, dude. He's—I mean, he's got a single with it, and i, I don't want to hype up his single uh, and we've actually, you know, get it ready to release. But the the B side of this is. Dude, I thought it was just gonna be cheesy and hilarious. No, it, dude, it's it is an amazing song. But anyway, so 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 that's sort of how the the roots of what's going on. But yeah, so proactive. Uh, you know, we 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 struck a deal, and those dudes are just an amazing live show. Reedy really Weeps, from the beginning, um, one of the first bands that I started working with uh, here. But Rules of Enragement, you might not find a lot about them. They're in the middle of recording their album. It's taking a lot longer than they thought because they're doing it themselves and, you know, how it goes. Um,
0: oh, yeah, for sure.
3: But the stuff you might have heard online, um, it'll those songs will be re-released, but, like, a lot more professionally done. Um, but they're out of Texas. They're from my hometown Um paris uh and that's sort of how it started was just me releasing my friend's stuff um but I, I branched out i actually talked to them yesterday and i was like you guys need to get this record out because uh i blame you for the record label i mean i'm like i'm like i'm about to have a damn festival and it's your fault so I thought we'd get this we've been sitting on this thing for a year and a half let's go
0: let's crack the whip man let's get this shit let's get this shit done
3: Exactly. No, they, they, you know, and and I, you know, I know it's it's taken a little bit longer. They don't they don't live in the same town together. They live sort of about an hour and a half apart. So uh, you know, it's taken a little bit longer than they anticipated. But you know, but
0: yeah, yeah. Let me know. Let me know when you when you release this stuff. I'll, I'll get a copy. Definitely check the bands out. Um, because I, I like what you're doing at Punkerton I I love what you're doing with with, um, Hell Is Ohio Fast. Um, I love that you're, you know, it's the, that char- the charitable arm for Punkerton too. Um, it all kinds of goes together. You're trying to shine a light a lot on the, the Ohio scene in general, just not specific cities, but trying to, you know, really get people interested in what's going on. And a part of, and being a part of the Ohio scene myself, I could appreciate that. And, you know, I would love to be able to do kind of stuff with you in the future.
3: Absolutely. And, you know, I appreciate you even, I mean, because honestly, I'm just blown away that anybody gives a crap. Um, I do want to apologize to the fans of Punkton. We haven't released anything in a while. Um, We've been mostly focusing on uh, promotion. But after the summer, we've got a whole bunch of stuff coming. So I promise it's coming. Um, But, yeah, we haven't. You know, last year we had 20 releases, and we've only released, like, three things this year, so. <laughs>
0: it's, a, it, it, it's okay. Things have been a little bit slow releasing for me, too. Like, I just put out three releases this year, um, and I put out one release at the end of last year. So, I was like, I keep telling everybody, oh, we're going to release all this shit. And I'm like, eh, it's taking a little bit longer than I thought it was. You know I mean? We're just kind of going through it. But yeah, I mean, it's... A, it's... Unless you're doing it, you really don't know how it how it works. You know what I mean? It's it's it's, it's quite a process.
3: Uh, yeah, you know, and, and there's bands. I mean, I was gonna, I was about to sign a band, and then they got they got a offered a, a really lucrative deal, and I can't blame them for not going to me. Oh hell you know?
0: no! I don't have anything to offer other than extra promotion, and and put half the bill. <laughs> That's really all
3: I have to offer. Yeah, yeah. I mean. And, and you know so it happens, um, and obviously no hard feelings. Um, but uh, that being said, we, we we got we do have a, a pretty solid list of things that are coming. Um, I'm even going to release a metal album. So, well, there you go, man. That'll be fun.
0: Punkerton but... releasing a metal album.
3: Yeah, I never thought that that would be a thing, but
0: but you know what I like what you're doing with Punkerton. Like you mentioned earlier, like the the. um you know, all country and stuff like that. It, it reminds me like a lot of like the stuff that like, you know, Chad Price and John Snodgrass do with like suburban home records out of, out of Colorado, you know, that, that whole kind of, that whole kind of all country can intersect with punk. I mean, it's, it, they're really just like sisters of each other at this point. Cause oh, so yeah, many, absolutely! I mean, look at uh, what was the Chuck Reagan from Hot Water Music did a co- all country album. I you know yeah. mean, it, it, it's it's so commonplace now to to merge with the two worlds.
3: Oh yeah, I mean, I, I was talking to I was talking about the the band Dead Dead Swans. John from Dead Dead Swans. Um, we were talking the other day, and you know he's a punk rock dude, but he's releasing a folk album, and it's not like folk punk. To be clear, it is like country folk. It's not folk. Punk. Like Arlo Guthrie shit. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's not releasing a Days and Days album, right? Like it's, um, which nothing against that. I'm just saying that's not what we that's not what we do. Um, but we were talking, and and basically it's he's too old. Is what is is how he put it to me. And uh, I was like, I get that he's a punk rocker. He's gonna play the, the, the slower, more melodic stuff, and it's gonna be a banger of an album. I've already got to you know hear the pre-master or pre-mixing. Um, so that's that's entitled Lenses. I don't know if I'm allowed to mention that. Sorry, buddy. If I'm not, I didn't know where we were with that. But uh, let me know. Sad. I'll edit it out. <laughs> oh no, it's fine. I don't care. He just he just went and saw Lord Jane Grace last night, so I don't really care what he has to say because I didn't get to see Lord Jane Grace. So
1: <laughs> whoops. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but
3: yeah, man, no, I appreciate you having me on, dude. I know that uh you know, I know you're doing big things, you know. I I wasn't completely familiar with your with your podcast until we talked before and I've you know caught caught bits and pieces. Uh I listened through to the one with uh well, we'd already talked. I'd listen to one. I was like, okay, I can dig this. So I uh, know I appreciate you having me on. Oh yeah. No problem,
0: man. Like I said, I always try to reach out to people that are doing, doing things that I really dig and that I respect. And you doing the uh, hell is Ohio and hell is Ohio fast and Puckerton. Um, I really respect what you're doing. I really did what you're doing. I think it's important. You know, I always joke around that the, our scene is kind of like the underground's underground. Like, we're so far (laughs) underground that most people aren't paying the fuck attention to what's going on. So, like, I respect anybody who's putting in the time, the work, the energy to get these bands who might not normally get heard have a platform to be heard. It's important for me to shine a light on that.
3: Yeah, no, that's awesome that you do that, too. Um, I, I like that you cover national... Uh, personalities, but you also do the smaller local uh, stuff because we sort of need both to keep the scene going. so you know and I, I, I'm glad you catch that I, I, every about
0: six to eight episodes I try to get a local a local band featured. Um, and the whole point of me doing that is you know not only to shine a light on the bands that I really like, but I think it also helps connect the dots in my story. By having bands that i have a relationship with you know it's you know what not everybody knows what goes on in pittsburgh not everybody knows what goes on in cleveland not everybody knows what goes on in youngstown so it's kind of like our way of like you know letting people know what's going on around here you know what i mean like maybe somebody will you know walk away from a conversation you know wanting to get an of christ or wanting to get into Hack Vector or one of the bands around here. And, you know, if somebody gets their hands on or listens to their music, then, you know, I was lucky enough to be able to help provide somebody that avenue to be able to do that.
3: Yeah, exactly. If you score one fan for a band or for a show or for the scene or anything, I mean, you've done your job. I mean, that's how I feel with these compilations that i'm doing if if i don't know we brought up the plaid disasters if i get some guy down in cincinnati who now knows who plaid disasters are through a comp that i did i've mm-hmm. done my job you know what I mean? exactly
0: exactly and like i said like i love that you're doing it for ohio that you're 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 covering the whole state and it's it's important, like I said. I would love to be able to work with you in the future because I'm a big proponent of what you're doing, and
3: I couldn't be happier for somebody doing doing great things in the scene. So so, uh, Punkerton Records. This is just a record label split comp or a split album. That's cool. We can do that.
0: Okay, yeah, we could do something like that. <laughs>
3: like, well, 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 just drop on my DMs. Let's make that happen.
0: Yeah, no, uh, but
3: <laughs> all right, man. Well, I know i am taking up your. Time, so
0: i don't want to oh no problem at all i want to thank you again brandon for coming on the podcast and for anybody who's listening uh go to his group page at uh Hell is ohio check out uh his group page for punkerton records and check out uh Hell is ohio fest june 17th and 18th in fairfax ohio fairfield fairfield, fairfield ohio <laughs> I had to fix that, man. There's a Fairfax somewhere in Ohio, too. I had to fix that real quick. <laughs> no, you're all good, man. You're all good. They just show but up to
3: the wrong spot. Like, where was this show at? No.
0: Just just plug a flyer on the group page so people know I'm not a complete idiot, okay? <laughs> yeah, I'll give you. I'll send you one over. Okay, awesome, man. Brent, we'll enjoy the rest of your day, and thank you so much for coming on, man. You too. I appreciate it, man. Thank you. You're welcome. Talk to you later, man. All right. All right. All right. Bye. Bye. <laughs>
4: Jet plane Yawning miles Across the sky Hear the garbage truck Back down the boulevard Setting off the car arms as it passes by Do you hear the static Of 1000 dates in the radio Shut the window up Keep the world outside I don't want to think About it. And the footsteps are getting louder, drowning out the sound of the rain as it knocks on the windowsill. I'm not answering the phone, that ring. Lately I've been feeling like a falling bomb. The ground is getting closer, and the sky is falling. This song has been brought to you, this song has been brought to you by Falling Bond, by Falling Bond.